Section 47 of Christmas and Christmas Lore. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Christmas and Christmas Lore by Thomas G. Crippen. Yuletide in Thule before treating of the subsidiary festivals which go to complete the christmas cycle it seems convenient to say something of the customs that prevailed a century ago in the northern islands where scottish puritanism was strangely blended with survivals of scandinavian heathenism this topic is somewhat elaborately treated in the home of a naturalist by b edmondson and j m e saxby from which the following account is condensed the yuletide observances of shetland seem to have had but little relation to the nativity being largely a survival from the old norse festival of the returning sun the few who observed christmas as a christian anniversary did so according to the reformed calendar but the popular yule was twenty fifth december old style equivalent to fifth january new style the yule feast needed serious preparation seven days earlier was tulia's Een, where the troes or grey folk were thought to leave their underground abodes these were elves or gnomes resembling if not identical with the trolls of norse mythology sportively malignant and certain to do mischief at yuletide unless due precautions were taken by saning the house and its occupants two straws were placed across at the stile or other entrance to the stackyard a hair was plucked from the tail of every cow and beast of burden and these plaited together were placed over the door of the beer and a blazing peat was carried through the barn and other outhouses that night called helia's night after supper the grandmother or oldest woman in the house would spread her hands over the bed of each child reciting an incantation to this effect mary mother hold thy hand ever above our sleeping band hold the lass and hold the wife hold the bairn all its life mary mother hold thy hand round the infants in our land during this ceremony the grandsire should rake the burning peats on the hearth reciting another charm which is now unfortunately forgotten famous mass five days before yule was deemed peculiarly holy no work and no amusement was allowed after sunset if this rule were broken ill luck would surely follow the sunday before yule was biana's sunday half a cow's head was boiled and eaten for supper the skull was cleaned and a candle being stuck in the eye socket it was put aside for later use on yule eve a round oat cake was baked for each child larger or smaller according to age these cakes had a hole in the middle and were pinched into points around the edges probably a reminiscence of the sun wheel after this every one made a complete ablution from head to foot three live coals being dropped into the water as a charm against the troes a clean and if possible a new garment was put on in which to sleep but before sleeping the house was made tidy all soiled water thrown away all unseemly things put out of sight all locks opened 
an iron or steel blade much feared by the troes was laid on the table and a lamp left burning all night before daylight the good man lit the before provided candle and carried it around as he fed the beasts giving them better food than usual breakfast was eaten by candlelight as many candles as possible being provided the meal was as sumptuous as means would permit and concluded at least in the better class houses with a draught of whip coal this consisted of the yolks of a dozen eggs beaten up with a pound of sugar half a pint of rum and a quart of cream there was a jest that it was the tipple of the gods and heroes at their yule feast in walhalla the short daylight was spent by the men and boys in a game of football yule being the opening day of the season for that favorite sport no work of any kind must be done else muckle duel will be thy share this year in mare dinner was eaten at sunset as ponderously substantial as the breakfast with as many dainties of all kinds as could be procured the evening was devoted to dancing but it was necessary first to sane the children against the malice of the troes there was a gruesome story of two bairns whom their mother left in bed forgetting to say the charm when she went to dance in a neighbor's barn remembering her omission she turned back to repair it but the children had vanished and the next day were found dead in a snowdrift the troes were fond of dancing and would if possible intrude into the company of mortals during the yuletide festivities but they always vanished if pious words were spoken it was however dangerous to talk lightly of them from yule to new year's day old style no work must be done else ill luck will follow through the year football by day and dancing in the evening furnished the principal occupations but on newer day work of every kind must begin if only for a few minutes everything pertaining to thrift was got under way to begin the year well work and play went hand in hand until the old style twelfth day twelfth january new style when there were social merry-makings on an enlarged scale at the close of the day all doors were opened a great pretense was made of driving out invisible intruders passages from the bible were read or recited and iron was ostentatiously displayed to drive the troes away and when the next day dawned the troes had vanished and the yules were ended end of section 47